You're listening to Zeitgeist Banana, a podcast all about the English language. My name is Gideon, and today I'm joined by another English teacher, an all-round cool guy, and wrecker of mead benches, it's Jack Treacher. Hello, Jack. Yeah, hello, Gideon. Did you get my uh, reference, wrecker of mead benches? Uh, I guess it is an alcoholic reference. <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> yeah, yes. Just, uh, just a stab in the dark, yes. It's from Beowulf. I like that. It's one of my favourite oh, right. insults, a wrecker of mead benches. Oh, yes. I, I think I read Beowulf, yes, earlier this year, yes. Okay. I, 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 I don't recall that particular the term. Okay. It's on the first page. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. It, 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 it's not a, an easy read, I have to say. It's a short one. but That's probably why I didn't finish it. You yes. did. <laughs> a bit brainier than I have. Yeah. Anyway, from my introduction, uh, we'll pr you'll probably guess. Well, actually, I say you probably guess, but actually it was your idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, what should we talk about on the podcast, Jack? And you said, booze. Let's talk about booze. Yeah. And I thought after you've, you've talked, you've spoken about coffee and then tea last time. So I thought, why not um, alcohol? Okay. Yes. And something, something stronger. You know, yeah. Something you know something about as well. Hopefully. Uh, I, know, I know a tad, a uh, little about okay. the, the subject. Well, before we start, though, for our listeners out there, can you tell everyone who you are? Uh, yes. So my name is Jack Treacher. I am... Um, from the Scottish Highlands, and now I live in Paris, where I work. And I've also taught in Bratislava, in Slovakia, and in Marseille. Before that, I worked a bit in politics, and I studied history, university. Um, yeah, a bit of an all-rounder, you, you could say. Yeah, good one. Okay, well, before we start on the subject of booze, if you don't know what booze is, it's another word for alcohol, okay? Before, before we start, I do have some feedback from our last podcast, which I did with John, and we discussed British food, mainly English food, but also a bit about Scottish food, which, to be honest, we know very little about. And we discussed haggis. Uh, I've, if I'm not mistaken, perhaps the national dish of Scotland. That's correct. And I got, I got a question for you because you know, you know, I, I'm an open-minded guy, uh -huh. and uh, and you should never judge things that you haven't tried. Yeah. But haggis, made from a sheep's stomach and stuffed with the internal organs of a sheep, mm -hmm. it is surely the recipe of the pox-ridden whore of Beelzebub, is it not? <laughs> well, you, you could say that, but others would say, you know, the Scottish poet Robert Burns, the national poet, celebrated the haggis as the food of the, the common man of, of Scotland, and he, he wrote a famous uh, address to the haggis, which is recited every, every Burns night. He celebrates the haggis, and uh, he was motivated by the uh, popularity at the time in Edinburgh of, of ragu and other French dishes and, and he thought this is uh, too too bourgeois, too too pretentious, give me a haggis any day of the week instead of uh, yeah, fancy stuff. 
Okay, yeah, but well, but I personally I do like the taste. I, I as as you say, I, I believe you shouldn't knock something until you try it. Same with black pudding. I, I I think black pudding is very tasty, but other people, it's other people's idea of uh, yeah something rather rather more foul. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, f fair enough. I'll take your word for it. I'm not sure I'm going to try uh, either of them. But ne neither John or I had had tried uh, yeah. haggis, so I thought we'd get the uh, the opinion of. Of someone from Scotland. So, so is it a bit difficult for you finding haggis in Paris? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't deliberately sorted out. But, but maybe in January, uh, when Burns Night comes around, this sort of celebration of Scotland's national poet, I might venture towards a few uh, butchers and ask. Okay, I'm, I'm afraid, Jack, I wouldn't be joining you for that uh, soiree. <laughs> I, I, I could find you. I could find you, Gideon, a, a vegetarian haggis. Perhaps. Oh, really? They yeah. exist. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The same with veggie, veggie burgers, sausages. You have oh, okay. you have vegetarian haggis as well. Yeah. So, what do they use instead of a sheep stomach? I guess they they have. Uh, I don't know. Just I, I, I tofu, Something. I guess. Okay. I'm, I'm not entirely <laughs> a tofu star. Uh, yeah, okay. I'd have to ask my mother, who, who's a vegetarian. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, moving on to the subject of booze, our subject today. Let's start. Mm -hmm. Some very interesting stories, by the way. As usual, I've done a lot of research Great. on this subject, and no doubt you have too. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start with some booze idioms and vocabulary. Do you know any? Do you know any boozy? Drink related. Yeah. Well, the first one which springs to mind is uh, to drink like a fish. Okay, isn't that a simile rather than an idiom? Oh yeah, true. I, I, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I guess uh, yeah. The expression then, if we're if we're, if we're liberal okay. with the we're being liberal today. Yeah, right? we're living. Yeah, sort of. I, I guess the sort of saying that we could say a sort of booze-related okay. saying. Okay. Yeah, to someone drinks I'll just like a pedantic. I guess. Yeah. Sorry, okay, so drink like a fish. Drink like a fish. Okay. Um, to say so, which means someone uh, drinks rather quickly, a bit too quickly, a lot, drinks probably too much as well. Um, and I think uh, probably nearly every language has a similar saying. Like in France, they say, bois comme un trou, to, to drink like a hole, I guess. But if someone, we say, if someone, he couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery. Ah, oh, yes, a good one. Yeah. What does that mean then? Uh, well, a piss up is when um, people get together and get royally drunk, you know, very drunk. It's a dig at someone's lack of organizational skills, that someone is quite incompetent, quite useless to say that even in a brewery where, of course, there is no shortage of beer, of alcohol, this person would be uh, incapable of even organizing a mass okay. drinking session. So if I give an example, so for example, uh, at work, you could use it. Don't ask Sharon to uh, organise the annual conference. She couldn't organise a, a piss-up in a brewery. Ask somebody yeah, else. Somebody exactly. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Any others? I suppose there's wine. I mean, it's, it's obviously a Latin phrase, you know, vino veritas, you know, wine. Wine is a drink of truth. Ah, yes. And, yes. Uh, I've got a couple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dutch courage. Oh yes. So, I don't know why they call it Dutch courage. It's. I, I guess it was the time when the Netherlands was uh, sort of foe, an enemy of uh, England. I guess and exactly. The full Yes. So so it means that you get your courage through through mm. alcohol. Yeah. 
another any others i've got hair of the dog so <laughs> i think that's short the shortened version of hair of the dog that bit you yeah. so the hair of the dog uh, what would it mean if we're going to a long explanation um, so so if you if you have a hangover so if you have uh, been drinking if you drank a lot the night before uh, and you and you wake up with a, a very sore head and you feel very weak um i'm sure we've all been there you try and get better by drinking more yet more alcohol and some people swear that this is uh, an effective uh, remedy for a hangover but i i have i have my doubts about that but <laughs> i have i i don't know yeah okay i've got a couple of quotes i've got don't mix grape and grain okay Oh, you don't, yeah, don't, yeah. So don't don't mix um, wine and beer. Exactly. Or, or don't eat muesli. <laughs> okay. There, and the other one, I've got one in German. Okay. I'm going to read you in German. As you know, I don't speak German mm. at all, I, but I like to pretend these things. Okay. So I'm going to do my best. Mm -hmm. And you you do know some German, don't you? So you, you might yeah, uh, uh, so no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> it's inter intermediate German, but yeah. <laughs> Drei Bier sind auch ein Schnitzel. Okay, so three beers are also a, schn a Schnitzel. It, yes, a three Our beers is equal to a schnitzel. Equal, yeah, as equal amounts to a schnitzel. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Not uh, entirely sure myself. Okay. Uh, yes, and I think the Germans also say that five beers is equivalent to one meat. But I still don't really, really yeah, get that. Really get that. We need the German person or yeah. an Austrian person to explain that. <laughs> yes. Right, moving on to, to the, the the stories. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, we have if you we have the the word in English uh, hangover. Yes, hangover. If you, uh, I'm sure you've been there, that you drink too much, and the night and the the morning after, you feel like you want to die. That's a hangover. <laughs> sure, I'm sure you've been there, Jack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't ask on occasion. Yeah. But did you know that's a relatively recent term? Really? Or the, I think the early 20th century. Before mm -hmm. that, do you know what the word was? There yeah. is a, how do you say hangover in German? God, I, I actually don't recall. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been junk around the world, but not in Germany. Okay, a, a Katzenjammer. Okay. That used to be the word in English for okay. a hangover. And it's still in the dictionary. I checked it. It's still in the dictionary. Okay. I don't think anybody uses it now. <laughs> but that was the word. But somehow, somewhere along the line, hangover. Okay. Uh, got added. I've also got the word okay. teetotal, which came up on uh -huh. our previous podcast about uh, food and drink. Uh -huh. uh, teetotal, which is somebody who doesn't drink alcohol at all. Yeah. Nothing to do with tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I, I read. I recall reading the story recently as to why, yeah, why we say teetotal. And I've, yeah, oh, it was in your last podcast, wasn't it? Actually, yeah, yes. And I, I've forgotten the the reason again. Maybe, maybe you can remind uh, listeners. I think uh, the guy, the well, the, the story. Well, I'm not sure how true this is. That the 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 head of the, uh, the 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 organization, the presser group that. Uh, the promoted abstinence had a stammer. So instead of said it, saying, we support total abstinence, he said, we support t t t t total abstinence. 
And apparently that's the origin of the word. Mm-hmm. A bit sceptical, but it's a good story mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I've got some questions for you now. Okay. A little quiz. Good. I love okay. a quiz. Good. If you, if you fail the quiz, you'll never be invited back here again. Oh, oh no, we no can... pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> don't, don't fail intentionally, though. That will, uh, okay. Try, try and do your best. Yeah. Okay. So um, alcohol was the first, the first drink. What was the first alcoholic drink that humans consumed, do you think? Uh, my first guess uh, would have been wine, but um, I imagine it's maybe some, something stronger, maybe some kind of spirit. Uh, I know, I know, no. no, spirit is, is much more recent because you okay. need distillation, which yeah, wasn't invented until middle yeah, so ages. Uh, so well, it, 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 we talked wine. about it earlier, at the beginning, wine. right at the beginning of Beowulf. Always mead, always mead, mead. Yes. Right. Yes, mead. They have uh, references to mead in China, in Hunan province, province mm-hmm. about 7,000 BC. Right. Yeah, mixture of mead and rice and things to fermented. Yeah. And then mead was very popular in Europe. And it was only during Roman times that uh, wine spread throughout the continent yeah. and, re- and replaced mead. Mead, by the way, if someone's listening, they don't know, maybe I should say what mead is. Mead is, it's, yeah. it's like honey made yeah, from honey. Honey, yeah. honey yeah, beer. It's too, it's too, yeah, it's too sweet for me, but, you know. Is it so? Have you tried it? When, how was the last uh, time you tried mead? Because you, you got get it. Yeah, a few years ago, um, yeah. and yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't my cup of mead. Okay. <laughs> well, I've only, I've only tried it once, I think, and I didn't really like it. But maybe it's like you know, like wine is good. Yeah. Mead and bad mead. I'm prepared to give it another sure. go. Uh, because, of course, the advantage of mead is you can do it in cold climates because beer, uh, mm. bees are everywhere. Yes. And so in colder regions of the world, you can still make mead, whereas wine or even beer is more difficult. Mm. Okay. What is your favorite d- uh, drink? It depends on my mood, I would say. I... Uh, either a nice nice ale, usually a stout or an IPA, if I fancy a beer, um, or a nice glass of red wine, or a very dry white, um, or a nice whiskey, a nice scotch, of course. Well, I was hoping <laughs> one of those three. I was hoping well, I don't know, delve into the cliches a bit. Well, yeah. you, you do you do eat haggis, so you're yeah. already halfway yeah, there. I do, I do but like whiskey. Uh, yeah. uh, whiskey. Yes. Another drink I know very little about. Can mm-hmm. you perhaps share uh, a little bit of your expertise with the listeners when we go out for a whiskey? Uh, should we add Coke or lemonade? <laughs> if it's a nice scotch, I would definitely urge anyone to only add uh, a dash of uh, water, of, okay. um, which sort of unleashes some of the flavor. Uh, but but that's entirely up to the drinker. Um, I, I so I would definitely urge you to avoid uh, Coke or uh, anything like that. Yes. So the word whiskey stems from the Scots Gaelic word ishkabeha, 
which means uh, water of life. Uh, in Scotland, we have four or five different regions, such as Speyside, where half of all Scots, um, Scotch whisky is made. We also have Isla, a sort of small island of 3,000 people, which has uh, eight distilleries, which I would uh, say myself are the best distilleries, distilleries like Lathroig, Ardbeg, Lagavulin, Kulila. Uh, these are very smoky whiskies, very peaty whiskies. Uh, they're not everyone's cup of tea, but um, they're my personal favorite. Uh, if you want something lighter, I would recommend more a Speyside or a Highland malt like Glenmorangie or Balblair, um, which, which are my local distilleries actually. So I'm a bit biased there. Well, well, let me ask you this. Could you organize a piss up in a distillery? <laughs> um, I, I think I could just about manage that. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's very interesting. All right. Uh, whiskey. I heard, because the story I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. get this from, we'll from the internet, which yeah. is not always accurate. <laughs> that oh, yes. Whiskey started out as a medicine. Is that right? Start as a medicine, and people, are, oh, you know, I'm going to have a bit of this medicine, you know, every day, every every night. Okay, I, I've actually, that's the, that's the first I've heard of it, but um, I can, I could almost believe that, yeah. Mm. And it is mm -hmm. kind of, I'm sure. Oh yeah, people still drink it as such. <laughs> yes. Okay, moving on from whiskey. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, do you like? Down. Sorry, I wanted to ask you, Gideon. Do you, do you like whiskey? I uh, will have a. I have a confession to make. Mm -hmm. That I drank whiskey, but when I was a student, I got one day. I got. Don't tell the listeners. I got horribly drunk. Okay. On whiskey with with uh, terrible katsunyama in the morning, and I could, and I couldn't drink it for another another like twenty years. Uh -huh. But now, I think I've overcome that traumatic moment, yeah. and I think I'm um, I'm slowly I dip my toes into the into the water, into the whiskey infused water once again. <laughs> yes. So so yeah. I, so so I will join you. Maybe not not Great. for a haggis or from black pudding, but if you go for a for, for a, a whiskey, uh, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll 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 make that a date. Okay. Uh, so next, let me ask you part of our quiz, where does wine originate? Which, which were the first, the first, um, what's it called? The first culture, the first civilization to make wine. I'm guessing, um, Lebanon sort of region, Lebanon, sort of Holy Land, Israel, modern day Israel or around there, or was it Egypt possibly? Uh, you're not, um, no, no, <laughs> but I don't think you're going to get any points, but, no. uh, 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 Georgia, the Caucasus, okay. All right. yeah. the Caucasus, I think also in Bulgaria was pretty early too, uh -huh. but yeah, yeah, still, and they still grow there today. Mm -hmm. And interesting about wine is because, you know, like climate changes, which as you know, is changing at the moment, but at uh, this time it's perhaps man-made, uh, but in Roman times and in Tudor times, they grew a lot of wine in England. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, they uh, and, they, and they grow wine today in England. And I believe some, some, some say it's 
Uh, I haven't had a lot of it, but people say it's not too bad, actually. And yeah, one, this is a minority think... opinion, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know one uh, English wine in Kent, a spa sparkling wine, actually yeah. beat, um, uh, in a wine competition, uh, beat uh, the big champagne houses in okay. some blind tasting, much to the shock and horror of the champagne world. But uh, Well, so you know, champagne it's... was invented by the, um, the English. Yeah, I can believe that because um, the English obviously um, they're responsible for the really uh, building up uh, Bordeaux into what it what it is today is arguably the the kind of um, epicenter of of uh, fine wine. But yeah, yeah, exa exactly. Yes, and the the English were deeply involved in the Champagne yeah. region, and they they, yeah. they they were pushing for a sparkling wine, and the first recipe. Is, I haven't got the dates here, like for the, the Royal Academy, and mm -hmm. it's quite early before this, this Don Perignon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, so another claim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the French are going to write in angry, angry comments about that, telling me some <laughs> but I yes. have some good ones. Don't, don't, don't read the comments, get in. <laughs> don't know. Never read the comments. Never, never read the comments. Never read the comments, though. Uh, only the good ones. Yeah. It. So, and the other one, of course, the other alcoholic beverage we haven't discussed is beer, mm -hmm. which comes from, do you know where it comes from? Mm -hmm. You were close when you were talking about wine. Okay, so what, the Holy Land or Egypt? Yeah, Egypt, ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt, it was, it was a very important yeah. beverage and it was even used as money. It was given as um, the salary mm -hmm. for pyramid workers. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And here's another question. Can beer save your life? Well, I'm sure many, many um, uh, bureophiles, if, if that's a term, would, would, uh, would, would agree with you there. But um, I, I'm going to hazard a guess and say yes. But... Yeah, the, it definitely can, because can. during the cholera epidemic in the 1840s uh -huh. oh, in yes. London, now, you know the story, do you? Well, I, I know, I sometimes tell my students this, that, 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 in, that in England and, and I guess northern Germany as well, that, that it was safer to drink beer than water and, and that it was very common for people to have beer at breakfast in, in northern yeah. Europe, in London, Germany. And I, yeah, um, the, the, the water was impure and could kill you. And there, there's proof of this during the, I said the 1840s in, in London during the, the cholera epidemic in Broad Street. <laughs> And lots of people died around that uh, neighborhood. But the people who worked in the brewery, they all survived because they were drinking beer, not the disgusting, filthy uh, water from, from the pump on Broad Street. So, yeah, it can save your okay. life. Here, here's another uh, interesting, a couple of more interesting facts that you yeah. may or may not know about alcohol. Now, have you ever met anyone who, when they drink alcohol, they become red. Uh, yes, I, I think I have witnessed this. Uh, um, did at various dinners and parties. Is, and... Are you just? A, is it? Was it an Asian person? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Destroyed my theory. <laughs> no, but there is. Have you ever? Have you ever heard of uh, Asian flash? Have you heard that expression before? I, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, it's just so, uh, some um, people from East Asia. There's some kind of enzyme mm -hmm. 
Again, I'm, I'm treading on thin ground here because I, I don't know much about the sort of medical side. But they have, they don't have some kind of enzyme uh, to to sort of process the alcohol, so it has this effect of making them uh, red. And I think about a third of um, East Asians uh, lack this; they they have difficulty drinking, uh, but not in the West. And the reason for it is it's all going back to the impurity of uh, water. In the West, in order to overcome the problem of, of, of dirty water making you sick and killing you, uh, they used to make alcohol, beer, and other things. Mm-hmm. You, you drink it and you're okay, okay? Yeah. Beer is, is pure. It's made from pure water. However, in the East, they had another process, which was boiling the water and adding some herbs, some tea. So over the centuries in the West, we've uh, developed the ability to tolerate uh, the poison in the alcohol, but in the East, uh, they haven't, haven't had such a long exposure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you are. Informative. Another good reason <laughs> yeah. to drink. So now I've got a couple more, a couple yeah, more yeah. interesting stories. What about uh, gin and tonic? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to say that in Spanish? <laughs> It's the gin tonic. Gin tonic. Gin tonic. I think I just just get rid of the and. Yeah, it's the same in German. I think they just say gin tonic and gin tonic. Yeah, they they don't say gin und tonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, it's gin tonic. Gin tonic. Do you know the origin of gin tonic? You don't. Do I, you? Guess, I, I guess it um, originates in London. Well, no. Or in maybe oh. in India, maybe in India, in the amongst the um, sort of the Raj, the sort of the British it, uh, residents of the Raj. It originated in places where they had malaria. Okay, because there was a belief, well, with some but not very much justification, that quinine, which mm-hmm. is one of the ingredients of tonic prevented malaria or helped combat malaria okay so soldiers british soldiers in the raj mm-hmm. and places would drink quinine mm-hmm. but it wasn't very tasty okay so I had this idea of adding some gin to it yeah yeah well, well thank you thank well we have to have to thank uh, those uh, those uh, thank- your servicemen yeah for we thank thank the mosquito <laughs> Oh, thank you, no, thank you, Mosquito. Yeah, thank you. A rare, we have to give a rare thank you to, to malaria, which is... Yeah, exactly. There is some good which has is, which is, uh, come from this, uh, this uh, horrible uh, disease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gin and tonic. Every time yeah. you see a mosquito, think of gin and tonic. Yeah. Jack, I'm afraid you have done very well so far in our ah. quiz. Oh, no. But I'm going to give you one more question. You can retrieve yourself. Transcendentions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which country has the highest consumption of beer in the world? Is it Czech Republic? Oh, correct. Absolutely correct. <laughs> well done. How do you know that? You lived in... Yeah, I lived in Slovakia, which is a sort of uh, like a little brother to, to Czechia. Czech Republic, yes. 
So yeah, Big Brother, they drink a lot. And but in, in Slovakia is also is it the same? Yeah, similar? yeah, yeah. Beer, beer is is very ubiquitous, uh, and it's uh, sort of it means it's everywhere. And uh, generally, one it's maybe two euros for a pint for for half a liter of, of beer. Um, mm. so. That's good quality. Yeah, generally, it's 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 I I I have to say I don't I don't think I had a beer which was which was disgusting and. Uh, in Slovakia, it was all fairly drinkable, mostly pilsner, and, and obviously some some IP, some newer breweries do modern styles like IPA and different ales. But uh, but yeah, it was yeah, it's very very much a beer beer culture. Okay, most sort of Central Europe, I would say. Well, all of this talk of drink is mm. making me <laughs> thirsty. Yeah, likewise. Although is it only four o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, only, I'm, I'm, yeah, but then, it, but then, Gideon, we always say, but it's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Okay. <laughs> but there is a lockdown in Paris, so yeah. um, if we leave the house, we might get shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So oh, I exaggerate. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for for joining us here, to Jack. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll pleasure. It was on you back. Yeah. I'll I'll leave you with a thought from Henry Fielding. Okay. Okay. Drunkenness shows the mind of a man as a mirror reflects his person. Yeah. So that's very similar to In Vino Veritas. I know. I know it is, but I just yeah. like the... Yeah, but it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, uh, the, the troubled actor, film director Mel Gibson springs to mind. And when, when uh, extremely drunk, he, he said some rather unpleasant things. And, oh, and yes. Of course, and, and of course, he... He, he used drunkenness as a, as a defense. The alcohol just makes me say anything. Was that stand up in court as a defense? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yes, you do remind me of a story, though, because I, I was in Malta this, this mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. And uh, there was a pub near the hotel, which is imaginatively called the pub. Okay. And it, it's where Oliver Reed <laughs> died. Oh, during Gladiator. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was I remember the story. Yeah, he died during the sort of um, yeah mid mid filming uh, of, of Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, he went he went to the pub, yeah, drank a lot, got completely blasted, heavy drunk, steaming, and keeled over. Yeah, and he keeled, he just keeled over and died. Mm -hmm. Though I think he'd probably be happy. That's, that's a good way to go for 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 oh, a yeah, drinker and a alcohol and a puker. Yeah. yeah. As he was. Yes. Okay. Well, um, uh, thank you, Jack. And I remind Pleasure. all our listeners to uh, continue listening to Zeitgeist Banana and do watch our videos on Let Them Talk TV. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye bye.